Um, at the like within a couple seconds, it usually will recommend that you uh, sign the child labor law so you can have more workers to gather resources. Oh my god! And I'm always like, no, I'm not gonna make the children work this creepy and weird. I'm gonna make a school for them, and then they're gonna learn how to assist in like medicine or in engineering. Uh-huh. That's what I always do, except for the one scenario where you have to uh, have child labor because it starts out and it's already a law that's been signed. Uh in which case i make sure that the children are doing the easier safer warmer jobs (laughs) until i don't need them to do any jobs and then they just get a bunk off Mm. (laughs) yeah i'm trying to remember what i was (laughs) what i was looking at the other day where somebody was using that as an example of spin in political discourse just like they they're taking our jobs away from children, you know, that kind of thing. But like, uh, there actually is an, a famous image um, from early union times of a, I think, six-year-old boy in full coal miner getup um, after a day of work. And uh, he looks so tired and he's so covered in coal and dirt. And then if you look in his pocket, you can see a cigar sticking out of it. Oh, my gosh. And apparently it was something that they would give to workers who had, like, found a lot of coal that day. It was pretty bleak. Yikes. (laughs) Never forget that people actually died so that we didn't have to work seven days a week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's... um... In the scenario where you uh, already have the child labor available, I just remember every time there's like an opportunity for them to gather coal, I'm just like, nope. <laughs> oh, no. Like, I'm not going to relive that horrible time in history. <laughs> I should turn off my Ooh, game. Ooh, it looks so good. Yeah. It's our Halloween theme. Ooh, so fancy. Yeah. Is it uh, green and purple for the Joker? Uh, for Halloween. Green and purple for Halloweeny colors. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, it can be for the Joker if you want it to. <laughs> Whatever you want it Whatever to be. Whatever I want. Whatever your heart true. desires. <laughs> My heart desires. Believe what you want, Justin. <laughs> My heart desires. Frostpunk. I was going to say, <laughs> I think it just desires to play more Frostpunk because you are obsessed. We should probably go ahead and just begin then, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Aaron, have you done anything embarrassing recently? <laughs> I mean, besides every day. Uh... <laughs> besides existence. <laughs> yeah. Being alive is embarrassing. <laughs> it's a, it's another uh, Fear Factory story. Oh, good. <laughs> just like last year. Nice. Which was my embarrassing story about the stool. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We were at the end, like towards the end of Fear Factory, and they had this this one room where it's just fog and a bright white light. Just, oh, I, I love, love that, that yeah. room. Yeah. It feels like you just died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was freaky. <laughs> and I might have to relocate the birds downstairs. <laughs> they do get really excited once we start speaking. They do. They're like, oh, it's like, it's time for us to perform. <laughs> yeah. There are microphones, so, you Let's know. Sing. Hold that thought. Let's sing Steamboat Willie. You've and almost get got the notes it. wrong. You're, you're just right there. <laughs> <laughs> he just cannot get that, the, that last part. Hey he's so close. 
so we just got to encourage him. Yeah. Fluffle. He's so cute. I'm a little bit uh, peeved that he pooped on my shoulder. But he can't help it. He a burb. That's how he show his love. <laughs> I feel like he did it on purpose. <laughs> Jensen's embittered about it. He's like, I couldn't get your earring off, so I'm going to punish you. They do like to eat my jewelry. Mm-hmm. That's true. I remember there was one time when he was determined that my septum ring would be his. <laughs> and um, it, that actually kind of hurt. Yeah. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> he kept missing and just full on pecking me in the nostril. My <laughs> dark. It's pretty good. Pobrecito bebe's got banished for being noisy. <laughs> and Jensen's like, you're lucky I didn't banish you and you pooped on me. <laughs> you had coming punks. <laughs> oh, dorks. They're so fluffy and cute. They can't do anything wrong. I know. <laughs> mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you live with them, you might think differently. <laughs> So we're in the room with all of the fog. That yes. makes you feel like you're dead. Yeah, that yes. makes you feel like you've died in <laughs> <laughs> that bright light. Yes. Okay. So I was in front. Um, and so I was just like trying to walk with my arms held out because you literally cannot see anything around you. Yeah. Like sorry. you just walk on faith. Sorry, I'm winded because I'm out of shape <laughs> running up and down the stairs. <laughs> um so yeah, um, and it, it feels like it goes on forever. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, when is this gonna end? How do I know if I'm going the right way? Like, it's a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful example of liminal horror in an actual yeah. space. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was really effective. Um, and so I, all of a sudden, I see a wall in front of me and a little arrow pointing to the right. So I'm like, okay, it's time to turn. So. I turn and then we keep walking and we keep walking and we keep walking. You fell for it! (laughs) (laughs) And then you trusted the haunted house, Aaron! (laughs) And then all of a sudden, I feel we can hear voices getting louder. So I'm like, oh crap, did I go the wrong way or are we going the right way because I'm hearing other people? And. All of a sudden, I feel this girl's hand on my throat, and I'm like, oh, we both like scream because we're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I realized I turned us all the way around. Yeah. <laughs> we were going You're to the- walking back. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong way. That is the intent and of the arrow. Yeah, I, I ended up creating my own jump scare for me and this other girl, <laughs> this random girl. <laughs> And so I just kind of laugh awkwardly and turn around. And then, and then we go back and then Zach's like, Aaron, the exit was right here. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, but I saw an arrow and I followed it. They were tricking you. <laughs> He's like, yeah, the, the exit's right next to the arrow. Oh, no. Like, oh, my God. That's even oh, funny. Wow. <laughs> so you got to the end of the hall, just turned around and came back. Yeah. 
scared the crap out of some random stranger. Oh, that's so <laughs> and funny. Myself. That's really good. That was so funny. It was great. <laughs> I was like, I'm so glad they can't see my face because, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> oh, it's too bad they couldn't see your face because your face when you're scared is the best thing ever. You do make a good scared face. <laughs> like that picture we have from that one time we went to Fear Factory. <laughs> We didn't realize the person we were standing next to, like, we thought it was like a statue and it was an actual person. Yeah. And he moved and he. <laughs> we managed to capture the exact moment you figured out that that was a Aaron's living face creature. looked so great. She was so terrified. It's pretty good. It's one of the best things great. I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yet, yet again, another embarrassing story from Fear Factory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see if I can find I'm it. taking my hat off. Just don't look at my hair too closely. I'm sure it looks lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Jensen just made wide eyes at me and was like, hmm. Mm. Oh, it <laughs> is, it is definitely hat hair. <laughs> it <laughs> is hat hair for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it was just spoopy season. We haven't had an episode in a while, and we're not even gonna get, get gonna get into why that happened. <laughs> it happened because we were out living life, right? Yeah, yeah. Not um, not of our own volition. Not by choice <laughs> were we doing this, but it did happen. Yeah. We were made to. Um, but I do think it would be a good idea if we start off our what we've been playing recently sections with our spoopy games, since I know we all did play <laughs> spoopy some spoopy games. games. Yeah. So for me, I was really looking forward to Plague Tale Requiem. Uh, and I got to start playing that basically the second that it came out, which was good Ooh. because I was it was it was almost Halloween and I was in need of a spoopy game. And it was so good. It's it's really, really been fun. I shouldn't say it in the past tense. I still have a couple more chapters. Yeah, you're still working on it. Before I'm finished. But I had to slow down and start taking it one chapter uh, a day because mm. the first day I like blew through half the game. And I was really enjoying it a lot, but I was also getting very frustrated because I sort of started to feel the need to rush, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. And I wasn't taking the levels as slowly as they're intended. I really do think that that game is best played by um, just allowing yourself to really take your time between each sequence. It's a little different from the first game in some ways, but I really like what they're doing with it. Like in the first game, so you play as Amicia and you have your little brother Hugo, who uh, the two of you are trying to escape Guyen in France basically in the middle of civil unrest, war, and the plague, and it's really bad. And you don't have much of a relationship with your little brother. He's mm -hmm. been sickly his whole life. They've had him shut up in the tower. You just don't know him that well when you start out the game. And you're trying to take care of him, but you sort of step into this like surrogate parent role for him to this kid who, like, he's your brother and you love him, but you also don't really know him that well mm -hmm. because you have not spent much time with him and he's very young um and the second game starts and that dynamic is very different now because of the events of the first game you now have this incredibly close relationship with your brother like i almost you know kind of kind of verging on like codependent 
Mm. Um, like the two of you have trauma bonded hard from the first game and you like your mother even comments on it at one point because you're like spoiler alert you're reunited with your mother at the end of the first game she's not actually dead Mm -hmm. um and (laughs) you just spend most of the game thinking she's dead Mm -hmm. well i haven't played it yet so well you had a couple of years to do that so my backlog is enormous okay (laughs) i had to make choices anyway uh she she even comments on it at one point that like she doesn't totally understand this bond Mm. this close bond that you've developed with your brother but she's grateful that you know you are there for him and you're his protector and all of that and it's very sweet but it's also like interesting to see the way that that dynamic has changed so much and i really like the way that they dig into that and the way that it kind of feeds into the rest of the story the other kind of interesting evolution from the first to the second game is that in the first game you are kind of just a regular teenage girl in this time period you're pretty good with a sling got pretty good aim uh very resourceful and smart but like definitely not a warrior or anything but during the course of the events of the games it definitely does feel like you level up in that area in a very kind of believable way like she goes from i remember one of the first major boss battles in the first game is it's just you trying not to get your head smashed in by this guy wearing full armor yeah 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 it's pretty intense and it definitely feels like you were just on the back foot the entire time um but by the end of the game you have gotten to the point where you are now pretty effective at defense and to a certain point can be really aggressive um you you can play the first game in such a way where you don't kill anybody if i remember correctly i think well no that's not true i think towards the end of the game you're put into a couple of situations where it'd be really it would at least be incredibly difficult to get through those sequences without killing some people Mm -hmm. i'm sure i killed a few people in the first game but there was definitely an emphasis on getting around those obstacles in stealth stealth and being more innovative. I remember there's a trophy that you can get at one point for sparing somebody Hmm. because there's a sequence where you basically have two different options. You can um, you can take option one. And as a result, some this this guy nearby will die and you see it happen or you can take option two which will spare him and you can still get through. But if you're not really paying attention, you might not notice option two. Option one is kind of the the one that's really obvious. And that's the one where the guy gets killed. Like eaten by rats? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. And so there's oh, a trophy. Bummer, dude. There's a trophy you can get for basically noticing that there's a way to spare this oh, guy. Oh, no way. Yeah. Dang it. I killed that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you remember what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, it was horrifying. Yeah, it was horrifying. <laughs> and like they even react to it in yeah. game. I mean, like Hugo's really upset and Amicia is mm-hmm. just like, there's nothing we can do. Yeah. But there was something you can do if you oh. look closely at your surroundings. Dang it. There's a, there's a way to avoid murdering that dude. Oh, man. And so there is is kind of this interesting emphasis on the first game in like stealth and finding a way around your obstacles without being like really merciless and aggressive mm-hmm. but towards the end of the game if i remember correctly you do get to the point where it's like you're put into a position where you just have to kill people mm. um and the second game starts and almost immediately you find yourself 
kind of thrust into more and more situations that are kind of analogous to that mm. idea of like, yeah, you could probably figure out a way out of this without killing anybody, but it sure is going to be a lot easier if you just <laughs> kill somebody. <laughs> and um, and then because of the story, your character is just getting more and more frustrated with the fact that like it's a year later or so and she's still having to deal with this shit. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's like really, really harrowing. And they're one of the first major boss battles is a situation where like you have to kill these guys. If you don't, they will overwhelm you and kill you. Mm. It's a seat like you just have to. And she's put into this position where she just has to be really aggressive and um, and use basically everything at her disposal to get out of that situation. And then more and more situations like that keep cropping up. And I don't know if there are some of the sequences that I played through. I kind of felt like maybe if I was a little bit more patient and I wasn't pushing my way through the first half of the game, I probably could have found some non-lethal ways through those areas. But most of them, it felt like, according to the story, I was supposed to start killing people. And now we're at the point in the game where, like, that is impacting the story mm. really, really noticeably. And, like, it comes up mm. almost every chapter that, like, Amicia is a killer now mm -hmm. and she's very good at it. <laughs> and uh, people are kind of disturbed by how good, she, uh, good at it she is and also by how callously she does it. Yeah. And Hugo <laughs> is starting to kind of adopt that trait and it's really disturbing <laughs> like, it's, like they're having a really good time with the story and it feeds into the mechanics nicely like they they are mostly just using all of the same stuff that you kind of built up during the first game as far as like what tools are at your disposal but they give them to you a lot earlier on mm. and then they've added some new stuff yeah. where i'm at so it's a nice progression i'd say mm -hmm. um i do feel like some of the puzzles and sequences are a little bit more frustrating in the second one than they were in the first one. Mm. There's been a couple of times when I was literally just like completely uh, like stalled looking around at the area and just being like, wait, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> like nothing is signposted. I don't feel like there's anything intuitive that for me to that do here. That one you called me over, was that a bug? It wasn't. I was supposed to go backwards. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> well that's frustrating it was it was very weird yeah that was like weird. it was the way that it was set up it, it really made it look like i was supposed to push forward and so i was convinced that there was a bug that was keeping me from being able to progress mm -hmm. and then i finally gave up and i was like well i'll just look at a walkthrough because i've turned it off and on again and if it is a bug then it's like a bug where i'm gonna have to try to go back to a previous save or something i don't even know if i can do that with this game oh, <laughs> so i was like i'll just look at a walkthrough and see what they do and then this person they didn't end up they just turned all the way around and went and like backtracked and i was like oh I hate it when games do that, but okay. it's not obvious. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. obvious. Like, ugh, that's so yeah, annoying. <laughs> like the way that it was set up, the the area that she got to was like at the top of this like like sort of cliff that you had like uh, ladders, and at the top there's just this little like plateau area with a little house that's kind of falling apart, and like a bridge that was like up or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't remember it fully, but I just remember seeing it and thinking that it looked like the kind of place where you'd get to it and then there'd be like a little short movie scene and then you'd like cross that bridge. Right. Yeah. And 
um, she couldn't do anything, and there were a lot of invisible walls in like the bushes, and like, mm-hmm. uh, like, and she couldn't pull out her her um, sling. sling in most areas of that spot, and so it was just very confusing. And I was like, it has to be a bug. Well, like, and the I don't other know thing, what else it would be really the thing that messed me up the most, and that really had me thinking that this was the right way to go, is that the last bit of dialogue before you get up the ladder to the top of that cliff is your companion says something like, "I think we'll be fine as long as we just keep getting higher." So going back down the ladder <laughs> and then back the way I'd come did not occur to me. Yeah. Because of that line of dialogue specifically. Yeah. The only I thing I can that. think is yeah. that there was a section um to the side where there were ladders that was higher than that. Yeah, or so maybe I guess maybe Yeah, and I mean it, granted yeah. I know that my ultimate goal was to get to another place that was within sight. And so I think that that's what they were relying on. But I was also like listening to the characters talk. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It was confusing. Uh-huh. Like there's there's been a couple of moments like that where I have actually just thrown up my hands and been like, what do you want from me? <laughs> but I, I haven't had as nearly as many moments like that since I started limiting myself to just playing a chapter a day. Mm. And granted, I did break my rule and ended up playing two the other day because it was fun. But like <laughs> I, I when I play one chapter a day, usually that means that I'm going to really take my time. And when I take my time, I don't seem to run into those problems as much. So it's probably like a user error thing more than anything else. <laughs> but anyway, I was having a good time with it. As far as like a spooky game goes, I think that it does the best job with the creepy stuff in those early chapters where everything kind of goes from being beautiful and idyllic to a complete horror show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has a lot of these sequences of like just really horrific imagery. And there's also a little bit of existential stuff going on with like the knowledge that uh, at least according to their own beliefs and lore, like you're making this happen, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is very creepy. Yeah. And um it's I don't know they've done they've done some interesting things with it. Mm. Also, I've gotten to the point where there's some cult stuff. Mm, I love it, cult stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> I'm enjoying it, <laughs> and it's it's a it's a good amount of creepy for this year. Um, I feel a little sad I didn't play any other spooky games because I had a few that I wanted to get to, but um, the problem is is I became completely obsessed. First with my collectathon for Elden Ring, which I was doing for like a solid month. Uh-huh. I just was like, I'm just going to find all the things in Elden Ring. I'm going <laughs> to find every single Ash of War and I'm going to track down, you know, all of the NPCs and do their storylines. Like I was having a lot of fun with that and a bunch of other stuff. And then I just got distracted playing around with it. And then after that, I just got a brain itch and I went to Minecraft and I built so many things in mm-hmm. Minecraft. Like I've mostly just been in creative mode, but like I built a castle and then I built a more different castle and then I built a manor house and then I built a sleepy moon palace and then I built another manor house and then I built a lighthouse and a Ooh. hobbit village. And I just, <laughs> it's just, I just want to play with my Legos sometimes. Yeah. Like most of the time, if I look over at what she's doing, she's playing Minecraft. I've gotten, I just fell down a hole. It's just, <laughs> it's just scratching my brain. Yeah. I don't know. I get it. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a brain scratcher. Yeah. It might be this new medication I'm on, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) But I do want to um, play some more spooky games before the end of the year. 
there's I have a I have a backlog that's you know miles and miles long especially <laughs> of spooky games um so I want to get a few of those done before game of the year because I think that'd be good mm-hmm. <laughs> okay I'm sorry I talked for a really long time but no that's great Plague Tale was great I'm glad you're enjoying it <laughs> yeah that makes me ugh, I need to finish the first game still the ending is really fun mm-hmm. I gotta say I, it was it was solid oh man yeah <laughs> Yeah, I love that game. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I have just been playing a spoopy game, um, and it is the medium. Ooh, which is so, how is that? It's so good, and it is so terrifying. Yeah, ooh. like I, I knew I would have, you know, I, I knew I'd have trouble in the bits where you have to like run and hide from the demon. Oh gosh, but I didn't expect the entire game to make me just feel unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> just like really creeped out the entire time I'm playing it. Ooh. Like take the cradle level from Thief. Oh, yeah. And, and it's game. like playing an entire game of that. Oh gosh. <laughs> like, it's so creepy. <laughs> like so you're obviously a medium and you get a mysterious phone call from someone. You're a medium who's actually a medium. Yeah. Not like a TV medium. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you're movements. an actual... <laughs> Yeah, you're an actual medium. Like, you can see the spirit world and interact with the spirit world and stuff. And you get this anonymous phone call from some person. And he's like, I know what you are. And I need you to come to this place immediately. And you're like, what the heck? Um, So you and you it's it's based in Russia. So take a creepy game and put it in an abandoned like it's like a work retreat building mm. for like a, some company yeah um and place it in the 90s and you've got yourself a really really effective horror game and it is so that creepy awesome. um and just like in the cradle you meet this dead little girl and oh, she's you know <laughs> Love she's those. asking you to do things and help her out and like find this person and <laughs> And she's like, okay, I don't know why like, else I'm okay. here. <laughs> Guess I'll just help this little dead girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like she comments on how she just wants to get the heck out of there. But she's like, but also I need to find out what's happening. <laughs> hmm. So, yeah. Um, that sounds awesome. Let's see. Yeah. And like, so not only is getting chased by the demon freaky for me, just because the feeling of being chased yeah, really bugs me. That. And I I literally will have to sit there and catch my breath after I've been chased. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, that was so scary. I hate You're it. Like hyperventilating. <laughs> I totally but, understand. But they made this creature, they made it so freaky. So they made him sound desperate and just icky. Mm-hmm. Just like he says the, the creepiest things to you. He's... He's like, don't leave us alone. You make us feel warm. And like things like, it's a perfect fit. <laughs> it's oh, like, God. oh my God. <laughs> like, obviously, no. he wants to possess your body because yeah. you're a medium <laughs> and you have powers, and he's yeah. going to do horrible things when he gets a hold of you. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so, I don't like yeah, that. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's real creepy. There's a lot of freaky imagery and just like the background ambient music like quote-unquote music it's just yeah it's Oof. real spoopy 
<laughs> but yeah, like the split screen element is awesome. Yeah. And it, I don't feel like it takes you out of it. It just immerses you even more. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I have to play it in, in small little bits because I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so scary. <laughs> oh, I get that. Too scary. Too scary. Especially because I have to play it when Evie's in bed. Uh. And then Zach will usually be like, listening to something with his earbuds or he'll fall asleep and so i'm like don't leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) oh i understand that yeah anyway that's that's what i've been playing recently (laughs) well i uh um, for my spooky game i decided to play a little bit of the new um shadow of rose expansion for resident evil village And I didn't play very much. I started it last night because I got a little distracted with the other game I'm going to talk about. But um, I... <laughs> why why did you stop playing it, Jensen? <laughs> why oh, why, I'm going to get... I'm going to get... I'm going to get... I'm going to get... But I didn't just play The Shadow of Rose. I also decided to play um, the like a little bit of the main campaign in third person. And I want to start with that first mm-hmm. before I get into Shadow of Rose. Um, so it's very strange playing Village in third person. Like I'm just so used to, because I've beaten it like four times. Um, and so I'm just so used to seeing everything in, in first person. And now everything looks like so like so much smaller because, you know, I'm further away from it all. And Lady Demetresque looks even larger somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's it's really interesting. It it does go back to first person for like a lot of the movie scenes. I haven't played like the whole thing, so I don't know if it does it for every movie scene. But like a lot of them, they involve stuff where like you're seeing stuff happen to your hands. So of course they kind of have to do that or else it just wouldn't land. But um, that's been quite kind of interesting. But I think that the main reason, like, I think one of the things that that makes it cool uh, playing in third person is that it connects it more with Shadow of Rose because Ethan's jacket that he's wearing is the same jacket that Rose is wearing. And so it's cute. Like, she's wearing her dad's old jacket. And that's adorable. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I just played a little bit in Castle Demetresque. I started back into my game, my hardcore mode game that I was playing. And... um, just kind of got through one section and fighting the enemies somehow the enemies were scarier in third person i don't know why but when i like i was in the cellar area and i turned a corner and i know that there's enemies that come there like i've played this game so many times through that i'm not surprised by any of these enemies but somehow i still when i saw it i screamed and I pressed the button to block and instead hit the button to heal myself. And he smacked me. And then I blocked afterwards. And then I ended up just shooting him in the torso, which since I've got um, one of the like really nice guns with unlimited ammo, it killed him in one, ha- one hit. And I was like, thank goodness, because I don't think I would have been able to deal with that. <laughs> just scared me too much. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I'm enjoying playing it in, for, in third person. I think I'm just going to finish the whole hardcore um, 
playthrough in that. The part with the baby, though, oh, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to handle that in third person. Somehow it feels (laughs) scarier. Like, it should be scarier in first person, don't you think? Like, you're running from this giant baby monster. But somehow I feel more scared for Ethan in third person. (laughs) And I think it's because, like, when I'm in first person, it's like I'm me. But when I'm in third person... It's like I'm me and I'm Ethan. Yeah. And so I'm concerned for Ethan's well-being more than I would be in first person. I think I might have ranted about this before. I might have even ranted about it on the podcast. Yeah. But uh, to me, the idea that a lot of game devs have that you can feel more empathy for a character when you're in first person is really misguided. Oh, that's, no, that's mm. completely false. I, I actu- ridiculous. Yeah, I actually that. think that not only do I feel more connected to a character because I can sort of see them, but it actually helps me feel a little bit more like I am standing in their place yeah. and taking on their perspective. Because the problem with a first person view is that I am just sitting in a chair And what's happening on the screen is clearly different from that. Mm -hmm. But I have no idea what the rest of my body is is doing. And that ability to feel what your body is doing when you're existing in a given space is actually really important to our sense of selves. Oh, yeah. And so just being a floating pair of eyeballs, nobody ever feels like a floating pair of eyeballs. No, I don't feel like a floating pair of eyeballs. Even in a a dream, you don't feel like a floating pair of eyeballs. Yeah, no. You You have an idea of like where your body is supposed to be in that space. Yeah. Like, and if you can see a character moving, then you know, you know what that feels like. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like you, especially like the you have so much peripheral vision that doesn't show up in first person that like for me, I almost feel more like I see myself in third person more because like mm-hmm. I can see so much of my body just from like the position that I'm in right now. And when I'm in first person games, I can't do that. I see my hands and that's it. Yeah. And like maybe if you if it's a, you know, really good game, you look down, you can see your feet. Mm-hmm. But like most of the time it just feels completely different. But when you see him in third person, it just feels more natural to me because it's mm. like I see that person and I know what it feels like to be like that, like yeah. a person like that. And it just it's easier for me to empathize. Yeah. I I do feel like the first person's per- well, perspective has its place, for oh, instance. For sure. Oh, for sure. Um, and the first two Thief games are purely first person as yeah. well as the reboot. And it it makes me feel more on edge. because yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because you can't see everything you around you. You more boxed in. Yeah, mm-hmm. you yeah. have to like peek around the walls. You yeah. can't just move your camera and be like, oh, hey, there's a person over yeah. there. Yeah. Like, you know, like they, they gave you the option to do first person or third person in the third thief game. Yeah. And... I found myself using third person because I, you know, kind of want. I kind of wanted to cheat a little because yeah. I'm like, hey, I can see, I can see around the corner without yeah. having to like give away my position, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it certainly does have its place. But yeah, there are those games where it just makes you feel disconnected yeah. and just like, like I feel yeah. like a first person game perspective makes me feel like. I'm more likely to be scared by something mm-hmm. like, you know, something surprising might like, you know, freak yeah. me out more. But in third person, I worry about my character more. Mm-hmm. So like Resident Evil Village, it's no longer it's it hasn't been scary for me since the first playthrough. Yeah. Uh, except for the baby part. That part is the most terrifying <laughs> thing ever. 
but uh, (laughs) it's it hasn't been scary for me but playing it last night in third person i was concerned for ethan Uh that's why i freaked out when i saw the enemy because i was like oh crap what do i do (laughs) like and then it hit him and i was like oh no i killed him oh no you killed Ethan. yeah (laughs) well and i i do remember i think the the one time when i felt the most connected to a character that i was playing as in first person was actually outlast Mm. and i think Mm. it's because there were other devices in that game that they used to create a sense of character yeah Yeah. the notes that he writes to himself are very telling about like what sort of a person he is and like when he breeze when he's running yeah. like when he's scared you get a yeah. sense of his fear yeah. and like they they basically found other ways to impress upon you the uh humanity of this person and their yeah. personality whereas i think a lot of the time they forget to do that with first person yeah a they lot of times have first this... person you're just a screen with arms yeah, yeah. and i have even <laughs> yeah. heard and i've even heard them uh kind of i think lean into that misconception and be like well it's first person so people will be feeling like it's them anyway and it's like no that's not really how it works works. like you actually need other elements to do that for sure yeah (laughs) like i definitely felt connected to garrett and i think it's because there's so much of his like character in that game Mm -hmm. that you kind of learn about like they they also they went ahead and they added the extra movements like when you open a drawer he actually reaches over and opens it Mm -hmm. and like and when he puts That's away right. his lock picks, he yeah. just like yeah, those cool little like motion where he just like puts them in his sleeves. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's <laughs> like little things like there's that. a little bit of personality that comes yeah. through, yeah. and there's a lot of personality that comes through it, like in the remake where they're actually showing all of the scenes in third person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like the best thing that they do for that kind of that specific kind of thing in um, Resident Evil is when you go through a door and you put your hand on the door, mm-hmm. which in third person you don't do that. You just like walk into the door and it opens, <laughs> which that. that I was like, oh, that's kind of takes you out of it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what they do in two and three, though, also yeah. in the remakes. Um, but I wish that your her- character would like pass their gun over and like push the, the door. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would look This better. door just opens and you're like, Ugh. they just like walk into <laughs> it and push it open with their forehead. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but then Shadow of Rose. So um, I only played a short bit of it, I played until I got to the first save point. And it's because it was too scary. <laughs> I was playing it late at night and I got really freaked out. And so when I reached the first save point, I was just like, I have to stop. <laughs> I have to play this in daylight she hours. She was too scared. <laughs> too scared. <laughs> but um, it's so far, it's really interesting. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure what is going on and I'm really excited to find out. And it's so creepy and weird. And like you're in this like impossible space that's like it has assets from village. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's got other things that are new. And it's got like there's this part where you're walking through this tunnel and the tunnel looks like a combination of like a lot of the the like cellar areas in village in Castle Demetresque. And uh, there's like this like almost looks like like a dark raspberry jam dripping from the walls mm-hmm. and like you walk I'm by I'm sure it's raspberry jam. <laughs> no, it's not. It's definitely not. But that's like it definitely the is. <laughs> That's the way I can describe it. The way it looks. It's like raspberry jam without seeds in it. Mm. That's like moving and writhing and dripping all over. Mm. And like you walk by it, there's like doors occasionally that look like prison doors. Uh, they like don't match the walls because the walls are like stone. Mm-hmm. And then there's these doors and they've got like little slits for eyes, you know, and you can see through and there's like 
a bunch of the raspberry jam like fully filling the room Mm -hmm. and um at one point i walked by a door that was partially open and you could see it was starting to pour out of it Mm. and it's nasty and as you're like walking around like when you come back there's more of it and stuff and it's it's so strange and i'm really i'm really interested to know what's going on i'm not sure how much i want to say because i know elsa's gonna play it oh yeah Mm. don't tell me because i uh, last night it recommended that i start part one of markiplier's playthrough yeah and i actually started it got two seconds in and then i was like wait no i don't want to see this and i shut it off because i was like i want to play it yeah i want to go in totally cold yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's um i actually though because it was so scary to me there was a part or I was walking through and I was really scared. I was going so slowly because I was like, I just feel like something's going to happen. Like that area that I just walked by, it looked like it was set up for a chase. Mm. And I was just like, oh, gosh, no. <laughs> and I stopped for a second. I was like, maybe I need to watch Elsa play this before I can play it. <laughs> yeah. Me, every time I enter a room in the medium, is the demon going to be here? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be that person. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to keep trying to to play it on my own, though. But if it gets too scary mm. and I can't even play it during the day, I'm going to have to watch Elsa play it first because yeah. I'm a wimp. Yeah. But the one thing that's making me absolutely crazy in it so far. So for the first bit, you're just kind of on rails and you're just walking. And Rose is just walking and her... Her walk animation is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like it's like in every like JRPG, the way that girls run, oh, no. where they like swing their arms like this, but she's walking. <laughs> what? So slow, but like swinging her arms what? like that, and it it oh, I hate no. it so much. So it's kind of got that problem where it's like these animators haven't spent enough time around real women. Yeah, around <laughs> real teenage girls. Yeah, even like she she. Like, why does she move like that? I don't know. Even just watch like videos of yeah, athletes. Like, why is her arms going like they're going side to side? I know. No, no one walks with their arms <laughs> swinging side to side. Their arms swing like this back front and to forth back. if they swing at all. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I hate it. I was watching her walk like the first couple seconds when I finally got to move, and I was like, oh, that's how she walks. Oh no, <laughs> this is going to be hard. I was like, maybe they should have done this in first person. They were just like <laughs> listening to bubblegum K pop, and then it just like found its way in. Yeah, hey. subconsciously. Hey. They were like, let's make her dance. And then even worse was once I finally got like full control of her and was able to run, she is so. So slow, slower <laughs> oh, no. than Ethan, slower than Ethan in Resident Evil 7 oh, no. on Madhouse difficulty. Oh, no. Like, I wanted to shake her. I was just like, <laughs> Rose, you are being chased by monsters. Don't you think you could pick it up a little? Like, oh, my gosh. So that's going to be hard. <laughs> Getting over that. Oh, no. It's going to be just an enormous hurdle. But I'm so intrigued by like what like the story and like the aesthetics and everything. Of course, I'm going to keep playing it. I'm just going to complain endlessly about how she moves <laughs> and the speed at which she moves. <laughs> anyway, so I'm sure I will go back to that once I am no longer so scared. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the other game that I played and the reason why I didn't start Resi until last night is Frostpunk. And Frostpunk... It makes me feel like I'm I'm replaying like one of the most important games from my childhood, but with higher stakes. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play Age of Empires? Um, 
Maybe. I might have played it at your house one time. I loved Age of Empires growing up. Mm -hmm. It was the first game that I ever pulled an all-nighter to play. Mm -hmm. It's basically you just like you have your little people and you go gather resources and you build up your town and then you fight off enemies and that's all it is. Mm -hmm. Frostpunk is like that except there are no enemies to fight off. You have to uh, survive against the harsh weather oh. and like starvation. And you've got all these people that you're in your town that you're trying to take care of. And they've got like a hope meter and a discontent meter. Mm. And if the discontent meter gets too high, then you'll have like two days to fix it or they'll exile you. And if the hope meter gets too low, <laughs> She keeps low, using days thing. as the metric here to keep this in mind. Two days is like five minutes, right? Well, if you're oh, like man. zooming through it, it's like... <laughs> like a minute but if you're going slowly it could be like 10 minutes oh my god i don't know the exact <laughs> amount but like it's like the sims where you know you can speed it up and if you speed it up you'll zoom through the day pretty quick but you're gonna end up changing um speeds a lot so you can keep track of stuff yeah so usually it takes me like five minutes to get through a day mm. um depending on how much i stop it or how many fires i need to put out or how many stupid things <laughs> my stupid monkeys have to tell me about Every yeah, time just... it gives me a little <laughs> notification that one of them wants to talk to me, I'm like, what? <laughs> it just sounds like stress the game. It is, and I love it. <laughs> but it's like resource management and like like you, okay, so you there's different scenarios. And basically what, like it's an apocalypse situation where they uh, knew that the apocalypse was coming and it was going to be a global cooling. So they went out and built these giant generators all around, like built into the ground. So that people could build cities around them and live even in the, the like harsh winter. And so you found one of these generators. In each of the scenarios, you're around one of the generators. Um, there's different reasons for why. But the first one is that you found this big generator and you've started setting up your your town and you have no resources except for a little bit of food left mm. and you need to immediately start gathering resources and building tents around the generator need to gather coal so that you can start the generator and then you're just like trying to take care of your people and build up your town and go out and find the other people that were in your your group that got lost along the way and then you end up finding out that the town that um everyone said was like the beacon of like hope and whatever that was being built up nearly by um you find out that it completely fell apart and was destroyed mm -hmm. and um so everyone gets really mad and then a bunch of them were <laughs> like we need to go back to london and then you have to try and keep them from going to london and then there's a huge storm that lasts, lasts for like an entire week and you have to keep your people alive during it and it's crazy <laughs> and Oh my gosh, there's an achievement, a trophy for getting through that whole scenario without a single person dying oh, wow. of hunger, sickness, cold, or overwork. Oh, my. And I'm like, how? I'm working on that one right now. And I've had to restart this one scenario like 10 <laughs> times. I'm just, how am I supposed to do this? She has not stopped talking about this game. I love it so much. <laughs> Four you weeks. get to play a scenario where you play as that town that got destroyed and you get to play it in its last moments oh. when the generator is malfunctioning uh -huh. and you're trying to get everyone out of, the, out of the town and keep the generator running long enough that you can get everyone out safely. It's so much fun. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's kind of taken over my life. Um, it, it just... It, reminds me so much of my time playing Age of Empires, which was some of my happiest gaming moments when I was mm. a young kid that just like I I just I just get nostalgic for it and I just play it 
constantly. Uh-huh. And I have nearly pulled several all-nighters as well. I need to stop doing that because <laughs> I need sleep. And I, um, it's, it's through P- PS Plus. So it's available streaming. So uh, when I get all cut up with w- stuff at work, I go ahead and just play it on my computer at work. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I love this game, though. It's um, it's just a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And I was playing right before we started recording, too. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she was literally sitting here playing it on her <laughs> INEO. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me so happy. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> anywho. Yeah. Noise. Noise. We did it. <laughs> so that was always going to be the longest part of our uh, thing because it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, it has been a while. Um, But we, uh, we have a topic that we're going to really quick kind of go through today. And the topic has to do with the fact that all of us uh, are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, we live in Utah. So... None of that is, it all just, it all makes sense, okay? These are things that just make sense about <laughs> us and how we live in Utah. Um, but there was a recent uh, general conference where they, you know, had some updates and they updated this manual called the For Strength of Youth that was the bank, bane of my existence growing up. I don't, Absolutely, know how you, yeah. I don't know how you guys felt about it. I always hated the For Strength Ugh, of Youth. Same. I, I remember, well, I just remember looking at it a couple of times and being like, am I supposed to pretend this is doctrine? <laughs> I can tell that this was like written by my grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just an old bunch of old people being like, don't do these things. I, no, just, yeah, I, I don't approve of them. I, I agree with that part. Like there are definitely certain things like the no beard rule. Yeah. Like, it's been like, that? Jesus had a beard. Yeah. Like, why yeah. is what? that? As long as it's well kempt, like who can, yeah. you know? Like, how, look nice. like how is no <laughs> beard? things like that. But, now how is no yeah. beard? Not obviously, like, like the, the most of chastity makes sense. Well, yeah. But, well, like, yeah, the how other is stuff. It, but how is it that like no beards, for example, is not absolutely an example of how that is just fashion? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's absolutely yeah. just like yeah. a fashion thing. It changes. Fact, a lot from... of the things in that were just about fashion, and they mm. just. Or just like, like, I just don't like how it looks when kids have lots of piercings. Yeah. And, yeah. It's like, and that was something okay. that um, I personally tried to ignore the second that I read it. Mm. I remember actually going to my mom and being like, can I maybe get a nose stud sometime or get another piercing in my ear? Because I had my ears pierced the one time and she was like, well, what does it say for strength of youth? And I was like... A bunch of garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. That was kind of my attitude about it. And I did go ahead and refrain from getting any more piercings or tattoos for like a really long time, even though I did desperately want many of them and started planning like what they would be and when I would get them when I was still a very young teenager. Like, I think Same. I was 12 the first time I sat down, drew a picture of my face and figured out all of the places where I wanted piercings. <laughs> Like, I, I thought you were gonna say tattoos. And I was like facial tattoos. No, <laughs> like even I'm not gonna do that. No, with, with tattoos, I'm honestly pretty glad. I'm honestly pretty glad that I waited because some of the ideas that I had for tattoos when I was a teenager, it's like I would not be happy with those now. Yeah, most of them, I think I'd probably be more or less okay with it. Like yeah. I'd like I'd be like, oh, remember when I thought that was cool, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it'd be kind of cute. I think um, if I had gotten every tattoo I wanted when I was like, younger, the lamest one I'd have would be an AFI tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Same. And like even then, people would be like, "Is that an AFI tattoo?" And I'd be like, "Hell yeah, yeah." I mean, they're still great. They've managed to. <laughs> 
at some point I was like, you know that like the the guy the for MXPX, like the little cartoon they have? I think that'd be a cool <laughs> <Yeah>. tattoo. <laughs> Honestly, I'd still oh, I, nice. I if I saw that now, I'd just be like that person's like, dope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> and I, I don't know. There. For me, I think that the success of a good tattoo isn't necessarily that it's universally cool forever. <laughs> I think it's the idea of like, it kind of shows. You can tell what it is. You can tell what it is. By looking at it. And, and also it kind of shows your history and like, yeah. you know, if you like it or whatever. Yeah. And it's not a portrait of a person. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> do that. So... <laughs> So as of the beginning of October, they basically revamped the For Strength of Youth pamphlet and they made it a lot clearer that this is actually not something that is meant to be like commandments mm-hmm. from God. Yeah, it's, it's not going to keep you out of heaven. Yeah, like yeah. they didn't really they didn't really change too much. They just made it a lot clearer that like this is advice from grandmammy and grandpappy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These and are, it's not yeah. like this is not like these the, aren't rules. These aren't yeah. rules. It's just kind of suggestions. Yeah. And they basically just removed any mentions of pat- tattoos or piercings mm-hmm. whatsoever. Instead, they just replaced it with a line that was basically like, you know, think ha- long and hard about any permanent changes you might make to your body, yeah. which I think is actually really good advice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and also, I like that it's a lot broader because mm-hmm. yeah. it also includes like cosmetic surgery yeah. and other things like that, where I think it actually is probably a good idea to think about yeah, that. Yeah, it's definitely a good idea to think about that <laughs> stuff. It is a good idea to think about permanent changes to your body for a while it is just you know and i also i kind of disagree with labeling a lot of piercings permanent changes oh yeah piercings Mm. are not permanent except gauging and even then you can get surgery to fix it but like piercings i've had if every time i switch to my work nose stud uh, it closes it up a little bit because that one's uh, a little thinner, and so when I pull it out, I have to kind of rip it yeah, out, and like, it hurts. Uh, like if yeah. I if I decided <laughs> if I decided that I didn't want to have a nostril piercing anymore, I would just take out my nostril piercing, and it would be gone in six hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they it would just close up. It would just close. Um, even if I, I mean, even after years, that will happen. Yeah, um, like I have to keep earrings in my lobes mm. because they closed up once because I st- I wasn't wearing earrings enough. Uh-oh. So now I just never take them out. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> that was really painful trying to get them back. Ugh. I basically had to re re pierce them, but I didn't realize I was re piercing them. Yeah, because I just thought like I could still kind of see the hole, and so I was like, oh, there's probably still there. Yeah, just like shoved a thing through, and it hurt so badly. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm bummed out. I pierced my ears in high school, and I can't really wear earrings because this. This one is constantly getting infected. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So I I have to buy like pure gold. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mine did that a ton um, when I would wear earrings when it was like trying to close. Mm. And then once I put them in and just left them, after a couple months, they stopped getting infected and now they're just fine. If I remember correctly, though. It took a long time. I should do that. Well, if I remember. It took a long time. It was painful. It was annoying. But then once it was done, like now they're fine. You still had to use the right kind of metal though if yeah i remember correctly yeah, yeah. like you had to use pure titanium yeah right otherwise well, it would have probably i'm not i'm not really sure what metal i use because it's <laughs> if, me if you I'm use not the... gonna, like i'm not yeah. gonna research but if you anything use the stu- but i did if yeah. you used the studs that i remember they were titanium studs okay and that helps <laughs> yeah well i usually yeah. like pure gold and titanium are usually the two that are the safest for sensitive skin yeah um and like you don't want to develop a keloid or an infection or something like that. That's... But you're unlikely to get a keloid in um, the low. In low. I mean, it's still possible, but it's unlikely. It's more likely yeah. in cartilage. 
Yeah. Um, But anyway, so our discussion is going to be about video game tattoos and um, long uh, intro, long (laughs) intro for that. (laughs) But the point is, is that this is why we were thinking about this Mm -hmm. is because now there's a bunch of people in our church who are going to go out and get very dorky church related tattoos. (laughs) It's going to be hilarious. It's going to be really, really funny. I can't wait to see it. I I dated Captain Moroni tattoos. It's going to be so funny. I dated a guy who had the stain. I dated a guy who had the stained glass windows from the Salt Lake Temple tattooed on his chest. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be a lot of stuff like that, I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, the majority of mine are going to be video game related and movie related. Yeah. CTR. Um, but anyway, first first question, just to kind of as like a little bit of an to kind of fit in with that intro. So do you have any tattoos or would you ever get any? And I'll go ahead and start. Um, I have quite a few tattoos. Most of them aren't super noticeable because I am stupid and I bought a bunch of white ink and a stick and poke set. And I started just writing secret white ink messages to myself that you barely can see in like different parts Wait, of when, my body because I am stupid. Oh, like it was a couple of years ago. Oh, no, it was a couple of years I ago didn't even know that, that I first got the kit. No, it wasn't. And I started doing it. Yeah, it was. It was a summer because you did the you did your your fish on your feet. No, that was after. the fir- that was the first one I did something that was visible. Elsa, I was there when you bought the kit, and the you fish bought it on my feet are not my first tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I know, but Elsa, <laughs> you bought the kit. You were practicing on oranges, and then you did the fish oranges. a couple weeks later. I remember when the kit arrived from Amazon, and I and it remember was during the summer. It was still there was still <laughs> snow on the ground, so it was at least a year ago. Okay, then maybe it was during tax season. Yeah, but it was not years ago. Are you the latest seriously? it could have been would be at the beginning of 2022. I bought the kit a long time ago. I might not have started using it until no. Tax I saw it arrive, <laughs> Elsa. We used the same Amazon. On. I saw when you ordered it. Are you seriously going to make I me? I get notifications on my phone when you're Are you seriously going to make me check on Amazon yes, when I ordered this you're stupid wrong. kit? It was not years ago. It was during this year. Okay, it might have been 2022, but it was definitely not the summer. But still, Let it was 2022. Check. Okay, fine. Jeez. I got. Ago. I know She's I got exaggerating the, like this. I got the kit a long time ago. I feel like because I had the kit sitting there and I wasn't using it for months. Yeah, but you. You ordered it recently because you and Lainey were talking about it. Lainey was home from her mission and she was saying, yeah, you should just oh, get a stick and right. poke. Yeah, you're kids. right. Lainey was definitely Yeah, home. she was the so one who suggested not, you do it. So it couldn't have been longer than a year ago. Yeah, you're right. It's not possible. Because Lainey was home. Lainey suggested you get the stick and poke. I just kit. remember that the kit was sitting there for ages and I was like, what am I going to do with that? For like a long time, it felt like. <laughs> um, but let me look back because I'm serious. I'm going to check this. Um, search all orders, I guess, uh, stick and poke kit. And I can't believe we're doing this. This is is amazing podcast. (laughs) Ordered on, actually, I ordered on, I ordered it in 2021. What I ordered time? December 15th. Close enough. The, the, the balmy summer months of December 2021 is when I ordered it. It wasn't years ago. It was months ago. Okay, it was a year ago. It was minutes ago. <laughs> it was a year ago, and I sat there staring at the thing, not sure what a to do about it. A year ago? It's November. <laughs> It's 
December 15th is five I days was after my there birthday. when it was written. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I, and that sounds right because I think the first time I sat down and tattooed those oranges, it, it was still, it was before. Yeah, you were, you were practicing on them forever. And then you told me I was going to have to tattoo the, the mark of sacrifice on you. And I was like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> she changed her mind. Thank the yeah, Lord. Yeah, I changed my mind because I was like, actually, I think I want that one to look good. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, you do want that to look good. Don't, don't trust me with that. Yeah. Anyway, I was, I had barely so, trust myself with a sticking poke. Are you gonna let me finish? This has been, like taken twenty minutes to get through the one. First of all, Jensen, according to Jensen, summertime is in December. She lives in New Zealand. Um, so, I wish. So I, yeah, I have a bunch of small white ink ones that I did initially that are just secret messages to me because I'm a dork. <laughs> um, and then uh, the the first one that I tried to, that I decided to do that was like a real one is I tattooed some fish on my feet um, using the same kit, the stick and poke kit. So I have some, so I have some like bony fish on the insides of both of my feet. And I love these. I think they're really fun. They are very obviously home done stick and pokes, <laughs> but they're fun. <laughs> um and I like them and then I also have uh like I I did I did get like do the proper thing too like I went to a parlor and I got some beautiful fronds on my rib cage Ooh. and they look really nice have uh, you seen them there? Uh-uh. shout out to yeah. oh yeah I don't think you have because yeah. we didn't like do anything summery and fun yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah shout out to my tattoo artist she's awesome and they look so good. Um, and I'm going back to her again this month. I'm going to do the obligatory trendy um, moth that spreads its wings when you open your knee. Like you do it on the side and <laughs> it looks like it's sitting there with its wings tucked and then you open and it spreads. Them. <laughs> it, it's going to be cute. Um, but like I kind of believe a lot as far as like what I want to do with my eventual whole tattoo mural of a body is I really like the idea of sticking with a lot of botanical themes and also a kind of idea of balance and broken symmetry. So like, because I'm doing the moth on one side of my body, I'm going to do some other winged insect on the other Mm -hmm. side of my body, probably like a rhinoceros beetle or something. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. And then another one that I have planned, I don't have a a date scheduled with it yet because I think this is another one that I want the artist who did my frond tattoos to do because it will Mm -hmm. kind of look like it goes with that same style is I want to do a, half sleeve um, just on the upper arm of um, a one of the glass raven skulls with um, lilac and gooseberries mm-hmm. as like a little witcher reference hey, hey. like a subtle one <laughs> um, and I think those are some of my favorite kinds of, of video game tattoos is the ones that are subtle but we'll get into that later anyway Jensen mm-hmm. your turn <laughs> okay so I don't have any yet but um planning on quite a few and trying to set up an appointment for my first one um but the tattoo artist is a friend of my cousin's and is as flaky as my cousin (laughs) (laughs) yeah we've literally been trying to set it up since before her birthday oh my god it was my birthday present to me that elsa would set up the appointment for me so i didn't have to (laughs) this guy's a bit flaky Mm. yeah but uh he does really good tattoos so and i'm gonna do um the tattoo that i've wanted since I was a small child, the first tattoo I ever was like, I want that as a tattoo, is uh, 
Triforce on the back of my left Ooh. hand, and I'm going to have the wisdom uh, portion glowing. Uh-huh. Like highlighted. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Because cool. I, I, I remember first time I beat um, Ocarina of Time or like got close to the end of Ocarina of Time when Sheik shows up and reveals herself to be Zelda right before she goes like this, puts her hand in front of her face and the Triforce appears on the back of her left hand. And I was like, oh, that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> so I want that. And then I'm planning, I uh, want to get some like upper arm sleeves mm-hmm. and I want to do on the left arm, I want to do game references. Mm-hmm. And um, or no, the left arm is going to be like character references. That's mm-hmm. it. And I want to start with Bart Simpson with the mom tattoo and then have them bloom out from there with just like a lot of my favorite characters. And then the right arm is going to be movie references. Mm. And that one, I want it to start with an anchor that says Katarina and Arturo on it. It's from Overboard. (laughs) She is a dork. I love that movie. (laughs) And I might have a section on there also that has, it's not us, Dad, it's Roy. (laughs) It's my favorite line from Overboard. (laughs) But, um, and then they'll bloom out from there. Mm. Um, and then I'm going to end up doing so many. I want to do Paragon and Renegade on the back of my shoulders. Mm. Um, I want to do. Shoulder buttons. Yeah. I want to do on my thigh. I want to do a big thing of flowers. And right in the middle, the, the middle flower will be a Demogorgon's head opened up with all the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I want to do a scarab somewhere because I love scarab beetles and egypt and all that stuff i'm kind of thinking i want it to kind of i don't know i don't know if i want to do like you know the trendy thing that you were sharing where like you open it and the wings are there or if i want it to be some other way i don't know i haven't thought about that one much that one's like far off but scarabs are cool yeah i'm sure i'll do many you just need many tattoo artists to call you back i know i just need them to call me back (laughs) dang why not use elsa's uh-huh. Um, honestly you she should. <laughs> the the one thing is that um she does mostly like botanical stuff oh yeah which gotcha. she could do your flower bouquet she just have mm-hmm. to find out what a demogorgon is because i because <laughs> she does not watch stranger things uh-huh. she should <laughs> what's wrong with her i know because i sat in a chair with her for six hours while she was tattooing my ribs and we chatted about everything in the world <laughs> so. yeah. yeah um i have many plans i'd kind of like to do um like a little kitty for each of my cats too Aww. just like a little one and like mm-hmm. um significant spots for them mm-hmm. like where uh, they bit you yeah or <laughs> like um right like i'd want the one for sissy right on the um the side of my right wrist because i've got a little scar there that was from when me and sissy Aww. were play chasing <laughs> And I went to grab her and I actually scratched my own arm and oh. gave myself this scar while I was trying to catch her and she was being all bunny-like Aww. and cute. And so whenever I look at her, I think of Sissy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you. like a uh, piggy on my chest because he's always lying right on top of my chest. <laughs> and ba- a baby Venus on my on my shoulder. Because mm, that's where and, she perches. Uh, Tommy on my foot because he has a foot fetish. <laughs> yeah, <he does. laughs> I'm not sure about Bella and Diggy yet. But, uh, yeah. We have too many cats. We have too many cats. <laughs> and August now, we got a new cat. Well, parents got a new cat. <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh, again. Uh, yeah. yeah. So our cousin found this cat, and 
wanted to keep her, but roommates were being lame about it. Mm-hmm. And so specifically needed- our cousin, um, Isaac. Isaac, the same one who uh, has, has recommended his flaky friend to me mm. uh, to do tattoos. <laughs> He's allergic to cats and a big baby about it. And yeah. we're just like, get over it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but- you can just get over your allergies for cat. I'm cats. I'm not just being like rude. Our mm. uncle was is severely allergic to cats and he just decided he didn't care and got cats anyway. And now Aww. he's fine. Yeah. They wow. And not- JC, our roommate, they she's actually- also severely allergic to cats. She lives with five cats. Now they don't bug her. They so inoculate wow. you to their dander. Yeah, if you you just need to be enough. around them for a long yeah. time. Um, But August, <laughs> this cute little kitty, she's so sweet. I, I don't know why he called us. I honestly, I think I responded with, do you not know somebody who doesn't already have like six cats? Yeah. And <laughs> apparently he doesn't. Yeah. So we're fostering her until Lainey can take her. Mm. We're hoping. Yeah. We're hoping she can take her yeah. as a, a emotional support animal. Mm. Anyway, school. all of that is totally uh, beside the question. Erin, what about you? <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry. You know, you're good. I am super boring. And you guys know I can't even choose what I want for dinner. So how on earth would I choose a tattoo? <laughs> so, I don't really have any plans to get any tattoos. Um, I think really the only one I would get if I did decide to would be like, a cool little line of musical notes just like kind of wrapping oh, around so my wrist cool. and like up my hand that would look and around yes. my finger i think it would be kind of cool that, that, would, be, so that would be a cool. very cool violinist yeah. tattoo yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. like a slave bracelet oh yeah put it on my left hand so when i play people can see it. that'd yeah. be cool that would be dope <laughs> that'd be so cool i love that oh my gosh yeah if you ever get a tattoo Aaron, you should do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'd be freaking awesome that would be so, pretty sweet <laughs> so basically this policy change like doesn't really affect us because already had tattoos already had appointment to get tattoos and <laughs> Probably isn't really going to get one. But yeah. that is a very cool idea to do the notes. Yeah. If you were going to do that, I'd fully support that. Uh-huh. That's dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool. But in spite of that, we still thought we'd talk a little bit about tattoos anyway, because it's fun. <laughs> and because there's lots of really great video game tattoos out there. Yeah. Um. So as far as, oh, yeah, the next question is basically just like, what's the vibe of tattoo that you like the most? Um, I, like I said, for my own style, I probably am going to stick a lot with botanical images, lots of insects, like bones, kind of earthy stuff, and then like flora and, um, that kind of thing. I did have the idea to kind of stick a little bit with a theme where there's going to be like the higher up on my body you go, the more you're getting the parts of the natural world that tend to be higher, you know, like birds and trees and plants. Mm. And then the lower down on my body, you get the more that it's like ground flora and insects mm. until you get to my feet where it's going to be like, um, like I'm, I've got a plan for like a, a snake skeleton on the back of my calf Ooh. and, <laughs> and like, cool. yeah. And like smaller crawly insects and like the, the bones of the fish and mm. like that kind of thing. So it's following a pattern that way. And that's just what I want to do for myself. As far as like general things go, I actually really, really just like a lot of different styles. I've been seeing a lot more people who are kind of going back to more traditional tattoo looks, um, like the kind of stuff that you would have seen on like members of the military in the early part of the 20th century. Mm. It's just that now because the techniques of aftercare are so much better. They're preserving the look 
like really really nicely and mm. i just think that it's really neat to see that to see these like kind of old timey tattoos but like better preserved mm -hmm. on skin and i like a lot of the illustrative stuff i like a lot of the really colorful stuff um there's recently been people complaining about like glitter tattoos and how they're so trendy but i actually think they look dope glitter tattoos i've what? never even heard of that um, yeah, i'm not totally either. sure how they achieved the look i think it's just a clever use of white ink uh -huh. like specks of it I, that's mm. what i assume i actually don't know i have like don't quote me on that because i haven't looked it up <laughs> but like i've seen some of these glitter tattoos and that was kind of my assumption is that oh maybe they're achieving that sort of sh look by just putting in the like tiny highlights of white ink ah, in with the rest of the tattoo to make it look like it's got some light refraction. Mm -hmm. I just realized something. Do you want to do that on your hand? No. Okay. Um, I mean, that would be cool, <laughs> but no, I, I just realized I was thinking about that show that I absolutely loved. Um, that was ridiculous uh, blind spot. Oh yeah. And um, so the main character, she's covered in tattoos and she has no memory of how she got any of them. And they uh, all relate to like various uh, like murders events, and mysteries like crimes and, and stuff that are going that are going to happen. Uh, and in one episode, they go into this lab and they're going through a decontamination chamber and it's got a fluorescent light in there. Mm -hmm. And that's when they find out that she's got white ink numbers tattooed on her face. And they like shine up. Like yeah. under the, the light and a black light not fluorescent light I and I'm now wondering if we went to laser quest would I be able to see all your secret tattoos uh huh oh. we should do that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not just because I want to know all your secrets but I just think that'd be cool <laughs> we'll go but I'll wear like wear like shirt. long sleeve shirt no one can know my secrets you're not gonna know my secrets <laughs> Yeah, it'll be great. Sorry, just that, that popped into my head. And I was just like, oh my gosh, yeah, that'd be so cool. That'd be funny. Uh, um, oh yeah. Okay, sorry, Aaron, go ahead. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, I think I just like those, like the small and simple black ink tattoos. Um, really colorful ones kind of look faded over time. I think. Um, they just tend to be more distracting to me than anything. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, small and simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get that. Um, I'm not super picky. I prefer the mural type ones, mm -hmm. like really big and elaborate, not necessarily colorful. Mm -hmm. I'm not against colored tattoos, but I'm mostly just like, they're usually not the first ones that I go for. I usually like, I tend to like the black ink tattoos more. But um, I'm not a huge fan of patchwork tattoos, like where there's like, you've got like a, t a small tattoo, like multiple ones that are like all a different concept that are like spaced mm. out. I that actually kind of love that. I like, I don't fun. dislike it, but I like, I'm not going to do that for myself. Mm. Most likely. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really picky, so I might change my mind. <laughs> Okay. As I'm talking, I'm convincing myself otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then this is just kind of an unstructured one. Video game tattoos specifically, what are some of the best video game tattoos that you've seen or that you think people should get or whatever? Um, I was going to say that my favorite video game tattoos are the ones that are a bit more subtle. Like I mentioned what I want to do with um, my Witcher tattoo, which is really more of a literary reference because... Mm. Uh, I don't know that the lilac and gooseberries really come into the game much. Yeah, it does. 
the first chapter in the first section of the first game, like the tutorial level is called Lilac and Gooseberries. Is it really? And you're looking for yeah. uh, for Jennifer and every time he ta- asks someone like... about her, yeah, he says, she smells like Lilac and Gooseberries. That's okay. Right. It's, every been a, time. It's, been a, it's been a hot second since I played it. <laughs> it's like the very beginning of the game, like the first 30 minutes. Well, sorry. It's been a while since I played Witcher 3. Um, but the, the Raven School is a direct reference to it, mm. uh, which I wanted to incorporate into that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do like the kind of more subtle ones where it's like people who know will know Mm -hmm. um but it's not going to necessarily jump out at you but i also like i don't see anything wrong with like the really fun obvious stuff like every once in a while i'll be stuck in you know lying at a theme park and i'll notice that somebody has a bright pink kirby tattoo and it's just like (laughs) kirby (laughs) yeah or or like i've seen a lot of chung lee pinup tattoos nice. and like that's dope uh-huh. that's great like i the there's uh, nothing there's nothing Chen wrong Lee. with the really unsubtle stuff you know like that's fun she has thick thighs i know thighs for days <laughs> she does have thighs for days but um i do you like some my of head the... between those thighs oh, like for sobbing out loud <laughs> <laughs> I remember that was one of my earliest thoughts Jensen, when I saw her. Oh Stop objectifying small- Chung Lee! <laughs> As a small <laughs> child, one of the first things I thought when I said that Chung Lee is like, her thighs are huge. She could crush my head between them. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> But I do like the subtle ones. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't remember where I saw this once, but there was somebody who had, like, a very realistic-looking hedgehog with just a pair of sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> Which made me really happy. I liked that. Oh, that's so um, cute. And sometimes you'll see the ones that are just script. Uh, our buddy Jupe wants to do, um, in spite of everything, it's still you um, from Undertale. Oh, yeah, that's cute. Which Aww. I think is really good. I know we had this conversation with them. I was we going to say, but I you were right remember. there when they said this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they told both of us. I know. I just don't remember. Um, uh, yeah, because we asked a couple of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dark Souls, don't you dare go hollow. I've seen mm-hmm. that one. Sometimes people combine it with the bonfire, but not necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Um, I personally am planning on getting the Hunter's Mark. It doesn't totally uh, fit in cool. with my mm-hmm. whole botanical thing, but I'm not mm-hmm. super worried Whatever. about that. Get it anyway. yeah. I'm just gonna get it. I'm just gonna get a small one. It's just a little thing. Yeah, I want to do that. And then because I like to do the balance and symmetry thing on the other side of my body, mirroring the hunter's mark, I would do the mark of sacrifice from Berserk, Ooh. which was almost the first tattoo that I got because um, the day that Mura died. I was like, I'm going to a tattoo parlor. <laughs> and they were all still closed. So. <laughs> so I didn't end up doing that. But it was it was one of those things where I was like, I'm getting my coat. I'm going out. I'm getting that tattoo right now. <laughs> um, anyway, what else? Oh, yeah. You've met with a fer- terrible fate, haven't you? Or what is a man but a miserable little pile of secrets? <laughs> um, and then just like any Pokemon, I think when I see those, they make me happy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Whether they're like stylized or not. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, how about you? Um, so I thought about like ones that I would get for me. That's kind of how I took this question. <laughs> um, man, yeah, this took a long time. 
for me to think about. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I, we're challenging. No, you. it's fine. I, I have to look, like it's like super easy for us. We're just like, oh yeah, I can think of like, like, oh yeah. What about things. this one and this one? <laughs> um, I looked some up on Pinterest and I saw some cool like Skyrim logo ones, mm-hmm. like the the dragon outline. Oh, I think yeah. that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, maybe take your heart from Persona Five, or like <laughs> take the your Phant- heart and take your time, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or like the Phantom Thieves, like cool logo with the hat and like the flaming eye, yeah, mask or whatever. Um, maybe some of the Phantom Thieves masks. I also thought about Sagira's jester mask from Judgment. I don't know if you've met Sagira yet. Oh, not yet. He's so cool. Yeah. I love him. Elsa started it. Um, I haven't started yet. Oh yeah, still El- need to it's finish. Elsa that started. Yeah. Okay, Yakuza Zero. I know it's not. They're not like really part of the same series, but they are like in the same world. Yeah, so. yeah, they're in the yeah. same universe. Um, yeah, Sagira is my favorite. I love him. Um, that's. Yeah, that's kind of all I could come up with. Like, oh, so I think, did I already say, yeah, some of the Phantom Thieves masks? Yeah. Like, just little outlines See, would be those fun. are good. Yeah, those, those are yeah. all good ones. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty yeah. cool. Um, I, f- I feel like if I were to get a Persona 5 one, I would have Take Your Time. And I have the hand, <laughs> I'd have the, like, Joker like, with his hand over a clock. Like, I will take your time. I will take it's it from you. now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and then I remember you had us ask our friends too. Oh. Uh, let me you find. Let that? me find the. Yeah, asked friends on Slack. Yeah. Oh. Um. I asked a few people, but for the most part, they just wanted to rant about conference. <laughs> I don't have any friends. So. <laughs> Apart from you guys. <laughs> okay, so Amy um, said she. Th- would get a small Mario star tattoo because it, because it is cute and oh, she doesn't play cute. much besides Mario games. That's cute. <laughs> um, she says her brothers got matching tattoos. One has Donkey Kong and the other has Diddy Kong. Oh, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> and they used to play those games together, that's which I thought was really cute. cute. Yes. Um, Bracken just sent a picture of the barcode on the back of for- Agent Forty Seven's head. <laughs> <laughs> that's very Bracken. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Adam said Majora's Mask 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and our friend James Merrill said standard issue ODST banner and a flaming skull on SOE IV drop pod. I guess that's like the Helljumpers pod. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I get that. That'd be pretty cool. So, <laughs> yeah. Those were the answers I got from, from friends. <laughs> um. For me, I, I learned towards the uh, obscure game references the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, like, speaking of Halo, the uh, one of the first video game reference tattoos I ever saw in person on someone was the Mark of Shame symbol. Oh, yeah, she had it on the, the back of her shoulder. Dude. Yeah, and we, we were, in, it was me and my uncle when we were getting lunch when I was just to work for him. Mm-hmm. And we were at Noodles and Company. And she was in front of me and I was like, I know that symbol. Where is it from? And I was staring at her for ages oh, trying to yeah. remember. And I was like, Halo! That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. I forgot that was a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I like, like, um, you know, like the logo stuff where, like, did I write any down? Let me see if I did. Why? Yeah, I just said something that objectively looks nice, but only people who know the game will understand the full mm. significance. Like um, like some of the lines that you mm-hmm. mentioned or uh, 
There was one that there's one from Demon Souls that I was thinking. I oh yeah, um, I remember now. It's what the Firekeeper says. Yeah, she says something like, "May you find strength in the waking world," or something like that. Yeah, well, just a second. That oh, the world um, might be mended. Or yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think you just combined Bloodborne. I think I did. Yeah, yeah I think you did. The Gosh. doll says, "May you." F- Find your worth in the waking world. Oh, yeah. Right. Here it is. <laughs> that uh, cool. But I remember what it was now. You were thinking specifically of the line, let, let strength be granted so the world might be mended. Yes. Oh. Yeah, like, I cool. like that one. I really like that line. And um, uh, my teacher, uh, the teacher who had us play Witcher 3 for that class, she wanted to get... Um, the various like symbols like Quen and um those would be Yerden good finger and whatnot. tattoos yeah all on her hands yeah those are good finger tattoos and i thought that was very cool yeah and she's not here but we might as well and i don't think it was explicitly supposed to be a video game tattoo but we might as well mention that laney has a mushroom on her wrist that Aww. looks like one of the little mushy guys that you fight in dark souls yeah it's, like a little, <laughs> it's just a little like a cartoon version of it yeah as little and he's just like oh it's cute he looks very cute and not at all like he might attack you but because it's laney you know that that's what the intention is (laughs) (laughs) when i saw that i was so furious that she got a tattoo before me when did she damn it jordan (laughs) we're not totally sure she was a stick and poke she just did it herself yeah and i'm we're not totally sure when she did it because none of us noticed for a long time Mm. yeah (laughs) i think she might have done it immediately after the conference where they changed the strength of no, she had it before then. No, I don't think she did. Yes, yeah, she did because we saw we saw it first when we went to go see Clue with her, and that was before her conference. Was it? Yeah, it was the end of September. Huh. You were very bad at remembering things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <guess> <laughs> Yeah, she because uh, I remember when the when they changed for strength of use, I asked her about it, and she was like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> yeah, I was seriously. I had my I was was trying to set up plans for this tattoo since before that, but now I'm just like, "Ha ha!" I knew I was right. <laughs> I was pretty sure this didn't matter. Yeah, I finally have tattoo money, so I'm gonna go get some tattoos. Yeah, so I mean, and if you think about it, it's like, okay, the the prophets in the Book of Mormon are all supposed to be ancient American, um, you know, occupants. So, like, what are the chances they don't have their ears gauged? Like, mm, yeah, like <laughs> every single one. Wow. <laughs> that's my argument. Yeah, I mean, less, yeah no, I don't. Ammon absolutely had big old gauges and a septum <laughs> ring. <laughs> I'm Samuel the Lamanite covered in tattoos. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm definitely getting tired. <laughs> I can tell. Um, okay. And then, yeah, so that finishes up. I mentioned Lainey. Uh, sorry, I got totally lost <laughs> in what we were doing. Oh, we're at, we're done. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we're we're on we're the non-video game. Yeah, well, good job, assessment. everybody. We made it. <laughs> that wasn't too bad. Yeah, I know. As far as how we usually do, I like know. that was actually pretty efficient. We usually suck. <laughs> now, as long as we don't spend too long on this. Um. So what non-video game thing? Knock on wood. I'll be really quick. Um. It's NaNoWriMo again. Woo. So I am obsessed with my own writing. 
With, <laughs> I would like to read my own poetry. No, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm really having a great time with NaNoWriMo this year. I really like the book I'm writing. It might be one of the strongest openings to a book that I've ever done, which is... I'm proud of personally. It's not really saying much. I still think it's a fairly weak opening, but like openings for me are hard. Mm -hmm. I suck at starting a book. The chapters that I always end up tweaking the most and rewriting the most are like the first ones mm -hmm. because they're just really hard for me. And this is the first time that I've started a book and I've been like, nope, this is a this is a good opening chapter. It's got a hook and everything. <laughs> awesome. For some reason, I, mean, I was thinking you were going to lead directly into, let me just read it for you. Right <laughs> In fact, I've got it Pull, pulled up. Um, pulled up. Everybody listen. <laughs> just, just wondrous technology oh we have gosh, here. Can um, you imagine? <laughs> just yeet no. myself out the window. Like, well, a friend of mine and I have actually been working on creating an audiobook for one of my series that Ooh. we probably are going to release. Hey, let podcast. me just play it for you, really. <laughs> But that is going to be a con an entirely different project. Dude, yeah. that sounds awesome. It's fun. Um, she hates her performance, and so we have to start over. Oh, <laughs> dang. I, I thought she was doing fine. But she listened back to it, and she's like, nope, I hate this. My, <laughs> my voice sounds terrible. You need to let me redo it. <laughs> I get that. Every time I listen to our podcast, I'm like, oh, what is wrong with my voice? <laughs> and how have I not learned by now <laughs> not to so do those often things? I'll edit out large chunks of what I say or my laughter because I'm like just shut up Jensen just shut up yeah every once in a while I hear myself and I'm like why do I talk like that <laughs> what am I trying to prove but when you're like when you're like I thought you're gonna just go ahead and say oh in fact let me pull it up like it always makes me think of the scene from Anchorman when they're like you play jazz flute right and why don't you play something with us oh no I couldn't possibly I'm not prepared pulls flute out of his sleeve yeah <laughs> So good. I if we wanted to play out that joke, I actually do have the no. book. But, <laughs> but no, I have only. We have to wrap this up. I have to pee so badly. But it's only eight thousand words. No, just go ahead. <laughs> oh man. Uh. Uh. <laughs> well. Um, my most current non-video game obsession is Asian dramas, <laughs> and they are fantastic and fun. I just finished um, a K-drama called My Shy Boss, and it was super cute, but also pretty painful for me to watch because I'm like, oh my gosh, that was me growing up. Like, I was so painfully shy, you guys. <laughs> like, I'm sure you remember. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. so bad. Um, but like luckily not to the degree that he's shy because like he can't look people in the eye and like he has to wear like a hat and a hoodie and like yeah but yeah just some of the things i was like oh my gosh that was me that was me that was me <laughs> i feel for this character so much <laughs> you didn't seem that shy Maybe I'm just, I was just more shy than you. So in comparison, you well, seemed like you were doing great. <laughs> it's because you approached me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's like how well, I made Actually, I, I always... didn't approach you. Tiffany approached you and dragged me. <laughs> I always kind of got Because I was like, I'm scared to talk to any kids. <laughs> I always got that you were quite shy. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I 
I'm sure that I don't even remember how me and Tiffany became friends. I'm sure that she was the one who initiated it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like too scared to talk to anyone. I think Tiffany's one of the only true extroverts I remember from our from our elementary group. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, <laughs> I, there was a there was a lot of a lot of introverts yeah. amongst our generation. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then before that, I watched a Chinese drama called "Falling Into Your Smile," which I highly recommend. It's just so much fun, and the romance is so cute and wholesome. Aww. And yeah, so it's basically about a girl who becomes the first like female professional esports player in China. And it's it's a game that's obviously like based on League of Legends. Yeah. And I thought, oh no, I'm gonna be so bored. But they actually made it really cool. Um, and they even like when there are intense like fight scenes between two different like players, they go into the game like CGI and yeah. show them like fighting, like stylized cool fighting, and oh, they just make it really interesting. That's fun. And yeah, just all of the characters were so fun. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I've been doing lately. <laughs> oh, fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to start the most ridiculous show on Netflix, and I fell in love with it inexplicably. It is Dynasty, the uh, the remake. There was the original Dynasty from like <laughs> was like the seventies. She's or 80s following or in our mother's footsteps because our mother loved the soap opera Dynasty. Yeah. in the eighties, and, and uh... <laughs> the new Dynasty is just a soap opera with a bigger budget, <laughs> and it is ridiculous. Uh-huh. And I love it so much. And somehow, somehow, I keep getting surprised by stuff. Like things will happen, and there'll be some super dramatic thing, and I'll be, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like. <laughs> the just it, just the storylines are just outrageous like okay okay let me let me think of a good one to to just like summarize for you okay so um there's this there's this woman and she has been stalking she's like been basically been stalking the family she wants to get revenge on them because crystal who married blake uh she had been having an affair with the woman's husband, Claudia's husband, and then he died. And um, (laughs) my entire brain has glazed over. (laughs) And Claudia was really mad. So she shows up at their Thanksgiving party and holds them all at gunpoint at the table. And (laughs) except Fallon, who walks in as it's happening and is just like, why are you all here without me? And and then finds out that Claudia has a gun on them all. And it's so funny. Um, Anyway, so after they they disperse that, they lock her up in a mental institution, a mental institution. And then she escapes with her husband, who's not dead. And then you find out later he is dead. She's just imagining that he's with her. And then she sets the house on fire fire and kills Crystal. And... (laughs) And then in the next season, I should not. Have I was going to say this is like half an episode. <laughs> yeah, this is like two episodes. And then in the I next season, taking a drink of water because I almost spit it out. <laughs> in the next season, um, they're uh, they're Fallon and Stephen's mother, Alexis. She comes back. She's uh, Blake's ex-wife, and Blake is sad because Crystal died, and now he's single again. And then he meets a new Crystal, same name. It's actually the woman who the original Crystal got her name from because she was an an immigrant and she took this name so that she could uh, hide from the people who were uh, after her and so same 
Crystal goes in, <laughs> but she's a different person. And then Blake and her fall in love. And then um, same social security number. Yes. Same, same government yes. name, different person. Yes. But so, um, so Alexis comes back and she brings with them. Well, basically, she gets them back in touch with their son who they thought was kidnapped, Adam. And he, he was kidnapped when they were little and, they, and when he was little and they thought he was dead because the kidnappers sent them a finger at one point. One of his fingers cut off. And, and as you know, everyone dies from getting their finger cut off. <laughs> yeah, no, same thing. I was like, guys, he's not dead. But so they meet, they meet Adam, and then it turns out, oh my gosh, he's not Adam. It's some guy <laughs> named Hank who Alexis hired to chop off his own finger and pretend to be their long lost son so they could scam Blake out of a bunch of money. And when Hank leaves, he hooks up with Claudia, the woman who held them all at gunpoint, who has escaped from the mental institution, who has now had a baby. Because of course she has. <laughs> She's had a baby now, and. <laughs> <laughs> Hank steals the baby from her because she's crazy and he's like she does not she's not going to take care of this baby and he leaves the baby outside of Alexis tra- Alexis's trailer so Alexis leaves the baby out on the Carrington's lawn in their nativity set. And then Sammy Joe, Stephen's husband, he adopts the baby, basically. For those of you keeping track, it has been about 15 minutes of screen time. <laughs> this is like a two, a two or three episode arc. Like it's the end of season one, um, beginning of season two. But then, so Sammy Joe adopts the baby. He's taking care of him. He hires a nanny to help out and stuff. And the nanny's really hot and Stephen's not around, so he's tempted. And then... Um, the baby gets stolen. Claudia's found the baby. And so they track down Claudia and they chase her to the top of her roof and she's got the baby. And they're like, Claudia, no, you don't, don't, don't jump off the roof with your baby. You think of your baby. And then she trips and falls and drops the baby off of the roof. What? <laughs> and the baby falls out of the blanket. And I was like, that is not a real baby. And then they were like, it's a doll. It wasn't a real baby. And it turns out the babysitter stole the baby. <laughs> This show is amazing. <laughs> that was like six episodes. What is happening? <laughs> oh my gosh. I love this show so much. And I don't know why. It's ridiculous. I mean, like, oh, I just, I don't know. I can't, I can't even. I could like, if I were to, to just walk you through the entire series from where it started to where it is now. <laughs> Like, I, I probably could remember everything, every twist and turn, because it's just so insane that it sticks in your brain, you know? But it's wild. And it, the, the, there's the been a couple of times when, crazy. like, I'll watch, I'll walk past her room while she's watching it, and I'll just hear her go, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm so into this show. It's, like, not normally something I would care about at all. Like, it's absolutely not the kind of show that normally would grab my attention. Yeah. But it has just really latched on to me. And I just keep getting so invested in the storylines. And, oh, my gosh, right now, the biggest thing that is making me crazy is that Fallon has married this guy named Liam. And I hate Liam so much. (laughs) And I just want him to die. And since the start of the season that I'm currently in, I think season four now, 
they have been hinting that there's going to be a funeral at the end of the season. And it seems like it's Liam's. And I'm like, yes, please. And they keep occasionally they'll go back to the beginning because it starts in the first scene is Fallon sitting uh, in front of the coffin looking sad. And then every once in a while, every couple episodes, they show the scene again and they'll show a different character come and sit down next to her. So you know that they're not dead. And I'm just like, every time they walk by, I'm like, don't be Liam, don't be Liam, don't be Liam. <laughs> I want him to die. I hate him so much. And the only way he'll get out of the show for good and out of Fallon's life is if he dies. Because they've already tried Unless to break them up. he doesn't actually die. <laughs> Seriously. I want to see a body. But he's almost died so many times and almost broken up with her and almost been written out of the show so many times. And they just keep bringing him back. And I don't even think he's an, a character from the uh, original show, which makes me more worried. Because Aww. it means that they're a he's a character that the writers added that they're attached to. They may never get rid of him. I'm so mad. <laughs> I just want him gone. Oh he was kind of fun at the start when they first introduced him. Mm. And then he just became so annoying and now he just won't leave. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I could talk so about the Dynasty next video forever. game that I am going to play is <laughs> probably going to be Inscription. Uh, that's one I've been dying. It's like I've got, a, like I said, I've got a long spooky game backlog, but Inscription is the one that I think I've been most excited to, to check out for my backlog. Yeah. Mm. I've been wanting to play Thank that. Thank you too. for walking us through yes, the adventures that. of Dynasty. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Amazing. Every time I start talking about it, I can't stop. This it's has been really my fun. life for weeks. Is this and Frostpunk? Yeah. It's been the two things that I'm most obsessed with. <laughs> haven't watched a single episode of, yeah. of Dynasty, haven't played a minute of Frostpunk. <laughs> know everything about them. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Nice. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, wow. That was a roller coaster. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for taking yeah, me through that. There's a that. tiny amount of the series. Yes. Thank you for taking us on this journey. <laughs> the tiniest thing. <laughs> the tiny oh my gosh. Okay. <clears throat> Obviously, God of War Ragnarok. Yes. Zach pre-ordered the super ultra deluxe whatever edition. edition. I think so. I managed to get the collectors. Jotner, uh, I couldn't find anywhere. Yeah. But so at least excited. get some cool stuff. Mm. I'll get the dice. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have mashing dice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Twinsies. Twinsies. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Yep. Okay, it. cool. <laughs> my next video game I'm planning to play is hopefully not more Frostpunk. <laughs> I love the game and I want to play it forever, but I know that I need to play something else. You do. So, you really do. Yeah. God of War is coming out. I'm probably going to play that. You should impose a moratorium on yourself for like a couple of days. At I least. should try. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also I bought uh, Subnautica Sub-Zero right before we left on our trip because I, I played Subnautica. That was another game that I played during this whole time. But Yeah, she actually platinum um, Subnautica. Yeah, I platinum oh. Subnautica. It was amazing. It was a beautiful game. I loved it so much much mm. um but Frostpunk has taken over my whole life so you know <laughs> but um i bought subnautica um below zero that's what it is and i plan on playing that one soon too so i'll probably play that or god of war and i also want to play gotham knights yes yeah me too i've looking i've been looking forward to that one it looks um it looks, fun. It looks not as good as the original batman games but still fun yeah yeah <clears throat> still worth yeah, it yeah for sure i think mm -hmm. yeah. definitely yeah. Anyway, we did it. We did we it. We did it. 
Wow. And I only talked about wow. like two pages of Dynasty script. <laughs> it's really good to be recording again. It is. Yeah, it I, is. Our it's long nice. unexpected hiatus was, it was needed, but frustrating. <laughs> yeah. 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 We need to get back into recording regularly. I miss it. And yeah. Yeah. Yes. Our plan is to just record one more episode this year and um, try to get things on some kind of track next year. Yeah, we'll see if our work allows it. Yeah, <laughs> if we don't have to like babysit the entire office. Mm. We're no longer raising a kitten from two Damn. days old. Yeah, so. that helps. Yeah, and we and <laughs> and your baby can your, now basically yeah, take care of herself. Baby right, is the age that you <laughs> are wish. in Fallout when you first oh, get to move around. Don't I wish? <laughs> <laughs> your baby is like this close to just picking her special attributes, and then you know. Uh, time jumping to uh, to like 10 years old That's well right. she can walk now that makes it easier yeah she can, she can almost she can almost walk she, she can stand up but i she... couldn't quite say that with a straight face though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that makes it easier <laughs> yeah. you got, soon you'll have an, a fully ambulatory human and two birds and two spiders and that lizard and I'm sure there are more creepy crawlers upstairs. I know you've got snakes. We have snakes upstairs. So this is going to be, it's going to be so much easier all to raise the, that ambulatory human. All of the creepy crawlies are down here now because it's too hot upstairs for yeah. them. It's just Yeah, it's definitely going to be ideal. easier to raise an ambulatory <laughs> human with all those creatures around. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Yeah. Speaking of the princess, she is not in this podcast. She is hanging out with her grandparents at Aww. the moment. Aww. But yeah, she might be here for the next one. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Your hopes, your dreams, your loves and fears. Message us at Princess in Pod on Instagram and Twitter or check out our YouTube channel, Princess in Another Video. You can also email us at princessinanotherpodcast at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you. Take good care of your gamer hearts and souls.